As famously said by motivational speaker Jim Ron, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So who are those five people for you? Are you hanging out with those who constantly frustrate you and bring you down? Or are you hanging around inspirational and supportive people who uplift you every day and are keen to see you succeed? In today's episode of Marketing and Me, I'm sharing some stories from my life and highlighting my personal strategies to ensure I'm surrounding myself with the right people. Now, this episode is spoken from the heart, sometimes showing my vulnerability, which I'm not that great with, but I want you all to understand how hanging out with the wrong people has impacted me and why I'm determined to never go back there. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to grow your health and wellness business via effective marketing methods while maintaining your own health and wellness, this podcast is for you. The show features a beautiful blend of guest and solo episodes covering marketing and business growth topics, as well as ways to improve your physical, mental, and emotional self. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton a health and wellness copywriter and content marketing trainer who's here to help perfect your message then find the right channels to send it out into the scary online world with the ultimate goal of making it heard and seen by your ideal client. So feel free to book in a free 15-minute chat with me after listening to today's episode. The details are in the show notes. Okay, so recently there was a situation with a group of people who I thought were my friends, would go out every now and again. Um, and I, I thought we're all, yeah, we had a great friendship group. Now, I don't want to delve too deep into the situation, but let's just say there was some awkwardness around me having a last-minute idea to plan an in-home gathering for Halloween for the school kids and their mums. Uh, basically, because we only just came out of lockdown around my kids' birthdays, the October kids, uh, I thought it'd be a nice way to have some sort of party. But the thing was, the I you know sent the invites out all by WhatsApp our WhatsApp group, and everyone who I happened to see the next day or so in person all had vague responses about whether they could make it or not. And then I discovered later on a whole other gathering had been planned by one of them, the same kids and and, and mums at a local park at the exact same time. So. I actually don't know which came first, our invite or their invite, or, or we just, you know, didn't hear about it till later. I'm not sure. But anyway, I decided to cancel my party because the majority were, were them. There was a couple of extras, but it was mostly them, and take my kids to the park party. But upon showing up, I realized that everyone I'd invited to our in-home party who couldn't say yes or no to coming were all at the other event. So, look, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but that experience sparked something off in me. It triggered something. It took me back to my childhood of exclusion. But I didn't want to get sucked back into those old stories. So this time I did something about it. Rather than feeling down and wallowing in self-pity about what I did wrong, did I do something to upset them? I decided to take some empowering action and I'll explain what I did later. 
For now, let's take a trip down memory lane for Leanne and friendships. <laughs> a bit of a sore spot for me. Uh, so like going back to primary school, look, I always felt a bit older than my years and I, I just didn't get the whole fighting thing and not talking to each other or you can't play with this person. I just, I just never got it. I just, I'm like, but why? I just hold grudges. I just want to, all right, say sorry and move on. But because my friends, you know, we're talking about, you know, year one, year two kids, they didn't feel the same way. I quite often was the one, the one out, uh, excluded. Uh, they didn't seem to get me. So, and that actually, that group continued into, we are all going to the same high school, actually. And we moved to high school. I thought, oh, we keep the same group. And they all went to different groups. And then I struggled to find a friendship group at a high school that got me. Uh, it was like this group that every time they were hypo, I wasn't. And the other way around. And they give me weird looks. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong here? And it wasn't until year 10 in high school that I finally found a group that seemed supportive. They laughed at my jokes. <laughs> um, we all go along really well. Uh, so I just, I, I, it happened in many other areas as well. Like I, I maybe had a best friend and it would always be short-lived. Maybe I'd be best friends with them for a couple of years. Something would happen and they'd either move away or whatever it was. And that's also continued into my adult life. So I feel like using the term best friend is um, a little bit, uh, what do you call it? Um, not tainted, but cursed maybe. So I don't want to call anyone my best friend because it always seems to just end. Um, you know, because I, I always seem to have those friends, you know, as they say, friends come in your life for a reason or a season. And I just strive to have a friendship like they have on like Friends or the other TV shows, uh, like Babysitter's Club. I love that back then. been re-watching that with my kids now. Those friendships where you, call, you can call on each other anytime and I just never seem to have that. And look, I don't know if this could be part of it, but, you know, I was a Jewish kid at a non-Jewish school and non-Jewish area with, you know, had to travel at least half an hour to the closest Jewish kid and um, oh, Jewish school, I guess, and Jewish community. And so I didn't, there seemed to be something missing in connection with those who weren't Jewish. But then whenever I did go, we had Jewish Sundays. I had Sunday school and, and, and Jewish swimming and Jewish temple bowling. Just our parents were big on making sure we had those connections. But those kids didn't seem to get me either because I didn't go to the Jewish day schools and I lived in whoop whoop to them. So I was in this weird limbo where I think a big part of my identity was my Judaism and I didn't connect with those who weren't Jewish because of that. But then I couldn't connect with those Jewish because it was a different, I was in a whole different lifestyle. So I think that did play a little bit of a part as well. And, of course, you know, the whole fact with my friendships too, because I spent Saturday mornings at synagogue and whole Sundays at Jewish stuff, it, it meant I couldn't really connect and have play dates with those in my local area. So that did make an impact at school as well. Not that I hate my parents for that. I'm really thankful that we kept that Jewish identity, but it did have an impact. And then moving into like uh, school and uni, team projects I hated them because I look when I hit I think it was around uh year year nine maybe year eight year nine I I realized that I was I was kind of smart <laughs> um that 
I was a good writer, which I kind of knew about from my primary school years because, you know, teachers would say things and get nice stickers and whatever. But I, I started studying, I guess, in year, year nine. And that's when I realized, oh, I can actually get good marks if I try hard. And so I became a very driven person, very driven student, um, not all straight A, there were some Bs and Cs, we'll talk about maths and science because they weren't my things at all. But I just, I, yeah, I just, I guess my whole drive for success started then. Like I want to get the, do the best I can. And when I had team projects, so often I find that everyone in the group would not see the task the same way as me. Like they're like, ah, you know, I'll oh, we'll get to it eventually. You know, there's a last those last minute people, I always say that those, you might have been one of them, left things the last minute and do amazing. And I would spend, you know, a good week working on it and get less marks than them. But I just remember, you know, year 12 drama, for example, just one little example. I I wanted to be part of a, a group because we'd done a, a practice run of our drama, you know, skit. I think it was, yeah, it was a few months before we had to start working the HSC ones. And I found a really great group. We all, you know, have the same energy and passion. And when it came to choosing our group for the HSC, I'm like, I want to stay with them. Then realized they'd all decided to be together with one extra person and they had too many people and I couldn't be part of it. Ah, yes, exclusion for the end again. So I was put in another group, which I had to then complain about. Because even though my, my, my best friend at the time was in there, the other people I could tell they'd be dragging their feet. I'd have to push them. And I was doing a visual arts major work. And um, also there's another project as well. Uh, I, I just didn't have time to do that. So I got put into another group, which had been doing amazing work when they did dramatic plays, but then they wanted to do something funny. <laughs> it just kind of went downhill. That was just one little example. And then there was also this example at uni where we had to create a video and a couple of us all had the same vision and a couple of us didn't. And it just, it went all grainy and it just it was poor quality. And I'm like, I want to be the best I can. I can't rely on people. So I, I guess I became a bit of a martyr. And I quite often felt like if I want to get things done properly, I have to do it myself. And I guess that's continued on as, as a mum. <laughs> quite often I felt like that. I just have to do it myself. I'm trying to break that habit. But, you know, I had this low self-esteem during my school and uni days and even a little bit after that because I just I just couldn't connect with people. I, I'm like, I'm not, yes, I'm a bit quirky, but I didn't think I was that strange. Uh, it just seemed to be this, I don't know, the balance between quirkiness and intellect and drive that I really struggled to find people who, who could match the same as me. And I tried to fit in, but it just it just never really worked out. So, you know, now about 14, over the past 14 years or so, I've been determined to change things around. So I, look, I guess I discovered the secret, as I think I've mentioned in one of these episodes, when I was engaged and I, I hated my, my job. Like I'm meant to be doing great things in my life and I'm just doing a tele-sales job, which I hate. And I had this determination, I'm never going to have a job that I hate. I want to love every single day that I work. I want to love the work I do, never work a day in my life, you know, take out the word work. And I just didn't have that. And then I read The Secret and I realized, wow, I can actually be in the driver's seat here. I don't have to just be a victim of circumstances. And that's basically how my upbringing had been. Um, I love you, Dad, but my dad does complain a lot. And even now I'm constantly picking him up on that going, oh, change, change channel, 
now positive spin. No, I don't want to hear about that because I, I found I'm a bit of a, an empath and I absorb negative energy from people. So I can't hang around negative people. I just can't do it. So if I'm hanging out in social situations and everyone's just complaining, I just want to get out because I don't want to get pulled into that because I don't know when I'm going to get out. But you know what? Uh, so I wrote The Secret, realizing I'm in the driver's seat. And at some point along the line, I thought I want to start my own business. Didn't know what. And, you know, basically during maternity leave, I found out, oh, I could write, you know, I was writing newsletters and I'm like, oh, I could do this for business owners. Oh, I could write websites. Oh, I could do blogs. And of course, right time marketing has evolved since then. But you know what? Starting my business and I started networking pretty early on and I realized the fellow business people are my people. They are passionate, driven action takers. They think like me, and I find that I can connect to them on a much deeper level than anyone else. And especially for those who uh, they've totally left their you know full time job behind and they're working on their business, they have to succeed because what other choice they have? And so many of them are mums as well, and they're trying to just do the best for the kids, send them to private schools, like in our area, for example. Uh, we've only really got one public school that my kids can go to and doesn't have a great reputation. So pretty much it's all pri- about private schools. And I was a, pri- a public school kid, uh, so was my husband. So this is going to be a whole new world. I'm driven to go, all right, I am going to afford my kids to go to private school. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the most expensive one, but I want them to go to a good school. I want them to have a great start. And so I, I love being around all these all these other business owners who think the same way, especially those who are like, I want to have a million dollar business. I love hanging out with them. Yes, it's been intimidating for me going, ah, but it, it makes me realize when I see other business owners achieving their goals, I'm like, oh, well, I, I connect with them. So they're just like me, really. Like they're just maybe 10 years ahead in, in terms of life with their kids and ages and whatever, or in terms of how long they have the business. But if they can do it, why can't I? And by hanging out with these people who really have these big, you know, the, uh, you know, the big, hairy, audacious goals, the, the hags, I think you call them, that's who I want to hang out with because that's what I want to be like. And if you're hanging around people like that, you're not going to want to be held back. You're not going to want to be sharing your story of, oh, yeah, I had, you know, no work again this week. Like, no, you want to go, oh, what do I have to do to strive and thrive like them? So look, you know, I've had friendships with playgroup and school mums in the past, but um, and currently, but because they don't or or didn't have businesses, I've just struggled to connect with them the same way as these business owners I meet at networking events. And I guess people who go to networking events as well, they're also willing to put themselves out there, and they're already taking that step to make connections, collaborations, potential customers. So. I don't want to be hanging out with those who are just hiding behind their computers all day. Uh, look, these at networking events, they may 100% be working from home, but they've got the same vision as me. And look, ask yourself this. Do you feel the exact same way? Do you feel like you connect more with business owners than you do with anyone else in your life? So, like, yeah, as I mentioned, I've always wanted to live this amazing, successful, fulfilling life and have it all, the family and a thriving income by my business. I just, 
I don't want to settle for a mediocre life. I don't want to be complaining about my kids' hubby and job all the time. I just don't want it. That's not me. I only have one life, so do you, and I'm determined to make the most of it. So what I do, um, actually something I always do, is challenge myself every year something new. No two years are the same for me. You'll never have me saying, oh, yeah, this year, eh, what really happened? Even with COVID thrown in, it's, I mean, it's made me do things differently. But, like, I've started meetups. I've started new networking groups. I've I've become a, a leader. I've joined the PNC. I've joined, I've started a podcast. Uh, next year, I'm going to be joining the Stars of Western Sydney, a, like, Dancing with the Stars type thing for to raise funds for the Cancer Council. All these things, I'm making my life awesome. And I, look, I, I kind of have a bit of a mental bu- bucket list. I probably should reflect on it as well. But when opportunities come up, I want to grab them with both hands and go, yes, I'm jumping in. Let's give this a shot. And I want my kids to be the same. So I don't want to be hanging around with people who are constantly playing the victim in their life and they prefer to complain rather than change either themselves or their situation. I just don't have the time for that. I don't want to be brought into that world. So, yeah, after speaking to fellow networking fans um, and business owners, I know they feel the same way as me. Many of their closest friends are fellow business owners, and that's who they socialize with on the weekends or um, their families have become friends and everything like that. And, you know, it's the same for me as well. Look, I, I don't just want to be hanging around people who are happy to have a little hobby business. You know, yeah, you know, my, my husband or, or my partner has a really great career, six-figure salary, live very comfortably. I'm just doing this to keep myself busy. Uh, look, that may be for you 100%, but for me, I just have these big goals and I want to be hanging around people who are going to be doing everything I can because I can learn from them. And then I can also inspire them through things that I've learned, books that I've read, have them on my podcast and support them that way. So I just, look, if you are just seeing your business a hobby, why? Ask yourself why. You can probably do so much more than you realize. Until you try, you just don't know. So don't just go, ah, you know, I actually thought that. Oh, my mom is happy at just being me and in my business and that's that's all good. But no, I've realized why. Why can't I have a copywriting agency, which I'm building up to, and then eventually a co-working space for marketing experts and service the health and wellness industry? Why can't I? Just because I don't know how doesn't mean I can't do it. So, you know, like in recent months, I've I've made these amazing connections with referral partners through my, my networking. And I've now been making an effort to like schedule in uh, via Zoom a monthly recurring meeting for 15 minutes every month. So then every almost every day I'm chatting with a business owner I really connect with uh, who gets me a same personality. We just kind of laugh at each other and I just I want to be constantly surrounded by these types of people. And this brings me back to my original story. So, yes, I was feeling a bit bleh about the whole Halloween party thing. And I was, I kept waking up middle of the night and I just kept playing the whole scenario in my head. Should I ask more questions and find out what the deal was? Should I ask if I did something wrong? Uh, or was it was the only factor that we're having a house party and people paranoid about houses still post-lockdown? Or should I just put it all aside and 
ignore it, put my pride aside and just keep on moving forward. Well, I'm happy to say I put my pride aside. I didn't question it anymore. I turned up to a Halloween party with the kids, had a great time, did a, a treasure hunt with candy. They had they loved it. They've still got their candy, thankfully, um, six weeks later. <laughs> and uh, they had fun. And I just put my, my ego aside. I was made civil conversation. And then I headed on my way when we finished up. However, I actually went one step further than just showing up to that party without causing a fuss. I decided to create a power group via WhatsApp and invite business women I know who uplift and inspire me. And if you follow me on socials, you may have seen that I shared this idea via LinkedIn and uh, how I turned a disempowering moment into an empowering one. And a few people had commented saying, oh, please count me in. I want to join. So I've had this WhatsApp group for almost two months now, and it's filled with people's wins and challenges, questions, frustrations, and accountability requests, um, or even some jobs have come up that we can help each other with. And the feedback from those in the group has been awesome, with a few commenting that this type of group is exactly what they needed and exactly what they were looking for at the time I put the post up or sent them the message. So these are my people. These are the people I want to surround myself with. And this WhatsApp group doesn't take any extra admin. I I did choose WhatsApp versus a Facebook group because then you feel like you have to kind of manage it. And look, we don't communicate every day, but when we do and there's been some people going, oh, yes, I have to get through all this stuff this weekend. I'm putting it out there. Please make sure I do it. And we've joked around about saying, okay, well, if you don't do it, you have to pay us all $10 and you know, adds up when there's about 10 of us in the group. But I highly recommend you setting up something similar via WhatsApp or another, um, you know, there's Voxer and there's a few other different things, Slack or whatever you want to do. Because life is worth living to the max. Don't let yourself be dragged down by toxic people or situations. You want to be riding that roller coaster of life with people who actually love the thrill of the ride and won't complain the whole time and constantly ask to get off. On that note, I'll leave it here today. But thank you very much for tuning in. You can find show notes for the episode at marketingandme.com.au. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating and review via iTunes and grab a screenshot of this episode and share it across your socials. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the show. You can also find me on Instagram under Leanne Shelton 247 or book in a 15-minute chat. I'd absolutely love to chat about how I can help you grow a thriving health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.